0: I so much appreciate when someone makes a courageous and difficult decision, and that's the case of the person I'd like you to hear from today. Her name is Joy White, and Joy works with the Texas Adoption Agency, and she does so out of a well out of her own personal experience. I very much appreciate her willingness to tell her story. Joy faced an unwanted, unexpected pregnancy. And she had to make some very difficult decisions and in this case uh, joy made what now she can look back upon she made a, a really good decision
1: i was 22 and in college uh getting my first degree and i found out i was pregnant and um it was i was very scared and apprehensive uh went to a pregnancy center and uh, to confirm everything. And, um, at first adoption was not what my plan was. Um, and then the more I thought about it and uh, my family had always been supportive of adoption, the idea of it. And I was raised in a very conservative home. I homeschooled the whole nine yards. Um, so I talked about it and I found out, uh, my sister-in-law, uh, volunteered and worked at pregnancy center and, um, had some information on an adoption agency. So I gave them a call and, um, didn't know really what to expect, but they showed me such grace in circumstance where I was just, just needed that, uh, grace and kindness and, um, in a hard circumstance. And, um, so I, chose very early on after my initial conversation that um, adoption was the choice for me. And I, I prayed about it and felt just incredible peace in that decision, even though there was a lot of unknowns.
0: Something we really need to note here is that her family was supportive. They stood with her during this difficult time. I have interviewed and heard from many young women who have not had the support of their families and ended up making a very tragic decision. Not so with Joy White. Now I did go on and I asked Joy the difficult question. I asked her, in the midst of this, you're dealing with this crisis, you're in school, uh, did you consider abortion? Which most women in this situation would.
1: It crossed my mind but I was raised where abortion um, was not an option. Um, you know, some of my friends definitely would have gone that direction and it went through my mind. And then I was like, no, I, I can't, I can't do that. So what are my other options? Either to raise the child or go with adoption. And I, you know, when I thought about raising the baby, which I'd always been good with kids and always loved kids. However, my, um, I wanted what was best. For her, I had a daughter and um, I just knew that I myself wouldn't be able to give her the best, even though I figured I would probably be a pretty good mom. Um, But at that time, I was still in school and I felt like I would shortchange her. That was my um, reasoning behind that.
0: Now, there was a tough decision. She says the reasoning. Well, there's so much emotion That's tied to that decision. But she made a decision to do what was best, as far as she could tell, do what was best for her unborn baby. And that is a difficult decision, but it is a decision that love makes. We are willing to release, to give that baby over, so that that baby's future would be one where uh, she would have, he would have all that you would love for that child to have. As the as being the birth mother, and that's precisely the decision that Joy made. I have seen where families have gotten involved in these situations and made it extremely difficult because, well, in some cases, a, a grandparent can't imagine losing their grandchild and having that child with another family. But love does exactly what Joy did, and that is she did what she sincerely believed would be best for her baby. And that decision was not easy.
1: There's a lot of pressures either way, quite frankly. Um, either you have a lot of pressures uh, to abort, and then if they find out, they're, a lot of the girls don't find out until they're pretty far along, uh, is what I've noticed, um, and which was not my case. I found out very early on. And so they're like, no, I can't do the abortion. So what is the other alternative, basically? And um, there's a lot of lack of education on the adoption subject. They uh, tend to think uh, foster to adopt, you know, and CPS involved in all this. And so we have to educate the girls on the way that, no, you know, if you're choosing this now, they go directly to your adoptive choice. And we are the conservator, but there's no foster Involved, and so that there's a lot of, more peace of mind in that situation.
0: It was so important that Joy had the support of her family, and so she was making a very important, very difficult decision one that she felt was in the best interest of her baby. But I'm going to speak as a grandfather right now, and that is, I can imagine it was difficult not only for Joy but for her parents. Now, they were totally supportive totally supportive of the idea of adoption long before this unplanned pregnancy. And so I asked Joy to let us know, what uh, what was that like for your family, for your parents especially?
1: The idea of adoption and being supportive, but then when it happens to you, my parents had to go through their own process of realization this grandchild wasn't going to be necessarily a part of their life per se. Um, and they had already had a couple of grandchildren already from my brothers. They had to kind of go through their own grieving process is what I would say, when it was time. Um, they did come and hold my daughter at the hospital and each were able to have their own moment. Um, but they were supportive. And in my case, I had such an amazing process. And it's not always the case that you get to know the family so well of your choice. However, I did have that experience, and it was really wonderful. Um, And they met a lot of my extended family, and I met a lot of theirs. Honestly, some of it, I don't remember how it came about, but um, we do have some very large uh, pictures of a huge group of us. Evidently, we all met, and um, it was pretty amazing.
0: Just hearing about it is kind of amazing, and it lifts one's heart to see two families doing what is best for this baby coming into the world, and then to think there's a a group photograph on that particular day, a day where emotions would be incredibly mixed on both sides. You just kind of sense that this is a moment where the pleasure of God is, is being felt in the midst of struggling probably with letting go, which would be understandable. I would especially think that it would be hard for Joy's mother, I mean, this is her daughter having a daughter. I asked Joy, "How did your mom respond?"
1: My mom has always said, once she met uh, my adoptive choice uh, for, of the couple, and they couldn't have kids on either side, uh, she felt an utter peace and knowing that this was God's perfect plan. And up until that, she she worried a little bit. And then when she was able to meet them, I, I believe it was at the meal with the extended family she had, God just immediately gave her that this was, this was it and this was right. And um, so it doesn't mean that, you know, even though you know that you have that piece, when it came to the actual time in the hospital, you know, there was a grieving process and it, it was very hard.
0: I really appreciate Joy's uh, honesty, her transparency, her openness, and now I appreciate the fact that she is helping other women facing an unwanted pregnancy, an unplanned pregnancy. She's helping them to work this through. And so the Lord was preparing her for a wonderful ministry. Now, the way adoptions take place, uh, they vary. In the case with Joy and her family, it was really open. They had an open adoption, which means that the couple adopting this baby and that couple's family, they were very involved in the entire process. Now, for some people, that's uh, hard to even imagine. Uh, but for many, it's it's a good path to go down. But again, uh, before you would pull back from the possibility of an adoption, uh, because of this, keep in mind uh, there is a broad spectrum of approaches. And it's the kind of thing that Joy and others, uh, Texas Christian adoptions, that they can help you with to kind of process how you could go about adopting a baby or putting a baby up for adoption. And uh, I had Joy reflect upon this and the experience, in this case, of a very open adoption.
1: So I was very fortunate in developing a, as much of a relationship as I could because I always encourage the girls that this will help you trust in the process and also trust them as parents. Um, getting to know them as much as you possibly can. Um, And they I invited the adoptive mom to participate in doctor's appointments. She even went to birth coaching uh, classes with me, and she was my birth coach. She was on one side and my mom was on the other. Um, And they were there through the whole process. She was the first one to hold Hallie, my daughter. Um, And I expressly wanted that so she would have the attachment And, um, you know, there, there were, there was a moment where I second guessed and I had to sit there and reaffirm my decision and sit there and think, okay, can I do this by myself without putting this responsibility on anybody else around me because it's not their job. And it reaffirmed my decision. Um, but in the hospital, I would say it's a very bittersweet time. Um, there's a lot of joy, but there's a lot of knowing that, you know, this is not your moment, I would say. And um, I did hold her at, you know, some. And but that that first day was more the joy. And the second day was more the bittersweet. And the second day is when it really tends to hit hard because, um, you know, after 48 hours is when you can find. uh relinquishment papers and that is no turning back from that point so I would say during those times it was definitely good to have support but it can be very emotional and I always advise the girls however how you feel is how you feel and that's fine but trust in your decision that you had peace in because emotions will come and go and it's okay to cry It's, it's it's okay to be however you need to be. And, um, well, they always ask you if you're okay, you're okay. And in essence, you're not okay, (laughs) but, but you are at the same time. Um, but I knew, I told them, I said, I cried, you know, and that's okay to do that. There's some girls that are more stoic and hold it inside and cry later. And there's some that, you know, everybody's journey is different, and I just encourage them to feel it as they go, um, because once it's signed and the child leaves with the adoptive parents and it's all said and done, um, basically, it, I mean, it is a loss, and you do have to go through the process like a, like a grieving process, and I encourage the girls to uh, we offer counseling afterwards if they would like to do that. And if they do not choose that to help them process, then I encourage them to let yourself feel and go through this process of grief, just like you would, if you really lost somebody due to death, because if you hold it inside, it's going to implode and explode on other things in your life. And so I always encourage them to be and walk through it one step at a time, and work through each process,,
0: I must say, my heart is stirred as I hear this account, having been there for the birth of uh, three children, our children, and knowing what it was like, uh, what kind of price my sweet wife paid to bring them into the world, I was uh, simply a coach and an encourager, and then to think at that moment when you have that that precious baby that you would then be willing for the sake of that baby to allow that baby to be raised by uh, another couple. This is an incredible demonstration of love, love that is anchored by a decision, a decision to do what is best for the baby. It certainly helps to have parents that will walk through this with uh, the the mom who is giving birth to this baby. It's a difficult to say the least. We should be honest about that as as Joy is with the girls that she assists, that uh, they need to process this. They need to be honest about their emotions and about their feelings. But let me also point something out that's vitally important, and that is in Joy's case, this was a very open adoption where she knew the couple that was going to adopt the baby. She approved of them. Her parents were involved in that. And, I mean, they were involved along the way. Um, The mother that would raise uh, her little baby girl actually went to doctor's appointments before uh, she gave birth to the baby. And so this is a very open adoption. They do vary. So if you are in a position or someone you know and love and care about is in the position to maybe consider putting a baby up for adoption, keep in mind, this is not necessarily the way they all work. How this actually works out is is designed around the preferences of the birth mother, as I understand it.
1: The typical adoption is a semi-open. Mine evolved into uh, open, open, <laughs> but it didn't start out that way. So your typical adoption Is going to have, you get to choose your couple. They create a book and you look through it and see if, you know, you create your number one and number two choice, so to speak. And um, then if you'd like to meet them and they've looked over your background and everything's kind of on the up and up, so to speak, you would then arrange a meeting. It's called a match meeting. And if everything goes okay and both sides feel that this is the right plan and God is guiding them here, then, um, you create a match and, uh, move forward according to, um, the wishes of the birth mom. Cause we create a birth, uh, plan. And if they would like to go to the doctor's appointments and be involved uh, as the birth mom feels comfortable, then that's wonderful. Um, And we also uh, talk about the hospital experience and what is wanted and what's not wanted, what they're comfortable with, what they're not comfortable with. Um, And typically in your semi-open, you'll have the mom sometimes in the delivery room and then sometimes not, but usually they are, um, the adoptive mom, I mean. And um, then they get the daddy bracelet, so to speak, so they have all access. And a lot of times the parents will have their own um, hospital room so they can work on bonding with the baby. And if the birth mom does want to see the baby some, they can kind of go back and forth in that process. If she chooses not to, then the adoptive couple will, you know, keep the baby in their room and go through all the typical hospital tests, et cetera. And then um, at 48 hours, they uh, the birth mom does her signing of relinquishment um, and the adoptive parents will do their signing in a separate area. And after that, usually usually the hospital is ready to um, have them leave after that point, usually.
0: Out of her experience, Joy is now helping other young women who are dealing with unplanned pregnancies, helping them to work through the options. I had the opportunity in my conversation with Joy to not only have her reflect on her experience, which now is helping others going through this uh, difficult situation. But also I asked her, you know, when it comes to the birth mother, an awful lot has to go through the mind of this young woman. What is really the the biggest uh, concern that a mother who is ready to put her baby up for adoption, what is her biggest concern as she makes this incredibly loving decision but an incredibly difficult decision?
1: The biggest thing I've noticed for birth moms, Is that they want their baby, regardless of the situation, to know how much they loved them. That's their biggest fear is that they will think the child will grow up thinking that they didn't love them. And and why did they place them for adoption? And that's the biggest thing that we try to do is to cultivate understanding with the adoptive parents to make sure that they convey to that child that, you know, your mom loved you so much. That she knew God, you were meant for us, and was willing to let us raise you, basically. Um, and we also encourage the birth moms to make photo albums or special mementos, or even write a letter for down the road. And then also we take pictures through the process and just the whole journey, and make a book for each one of the parties, um, so that they so the baby looks at that and is raised with that and knows that man, you know, she was there and they were there and this is this is their norm and this is their how much they were loved by all these people. So um it's a pretty amazing thing to watch.
0: I'm sure it was an amazing scene to watch because it's an amazing thing to even hear about. And I would strongly suggest to all of us that when we know someone who has been put up for adoption that we reinforce that kind of sacrificial love in terms of the birth mother. They need to hear that. They do. Now, in open adoptions, of course, some of that uh, can actually be communicated years later, and that can uh, be a positive thing as well. And what you need to understand, too, is that in Joy's case, she's now looking back over quite a few years, and she continues to get updates about the progress of uh, the little baby girl that she brought into the world
1: it has it has been a few years my daughter is now 14 so i guess total of the process is is more like a 15-year a period almost now but um i would say god has definitely brought me full circle um you know after that i had always wanted to work with people with a purpose um and after this experience for me and being so blessed by it, ultimately um, once I got married and I have two sons now um, I was like, I really want to go back and get my uh, master's in social work. And so I can therefore work at an adoption agency with birth moms. And it had been on my heart for quite a while. And it was finally, the, the door opened for me to do that and um, Luckily, Andrea with Texas Christian Adoption Agency was um, beginning her new agency at that time, and I I chatted with her about the proper steps and what was needed and then uh, began that journey, and then I was able to intern and train with her and now hired by her um, to work with birth moms, so I feel incredibly blessed that um, I'm able to do this um, journey that I've been blessed by and help others through it with a knowing of what the process is like and um, try to help them through their journeys with grace. And um, that's what I think a lot of them feel judged by so many people. And I always try to convey to them that I'm not here to judge and nobody's here to judge you and that you are so loved and that, you know, God isn't here for that. He's here to love you no matter what. And that that was a big thing. A girl just called me and her parents had basically disowned her uh, for being pregnant in the first place. And if she didn't do adoption, then therefore they have no more contact, which was, you know, heartbreaking for her.
0: Texas Christian adoptions is really an expression of the love of God for women facing a crisis pregnancy. And for couples longing to adopt, they are facilitators. They assist in this, and as you can tell, there's an awful lot involved. In the case of Joy, her past experience positions her to really understand what a birth mother is dealing with. And in fact, uh, when a birth mother decides that she wants to go down this path, they don't pressure anyone, but Joy is there for that woman over the period of her pregnancy
1: help them from the start of them calling me or me meeting them, which we do a lot of work with our local pregnancy centers and go and meet and talk and educate parents and girls that are pregnant on the adoption process. So they can think about it and give us a call back if they would like. Um, But I always let them know I'm here for the whole process, go to doctor's appointments if they need a ride. I'm there to pick them up, you know, if I can. And, um, then, you know, we'll meet for lunches and see how they're doing and, um, you know, just encouragement um, through the whole process. And if they have fears, you know, I'm like, I want you to ask me anything that you need to know, feel to know. That And if I haven't said something that you're really um, needing to know, please ask me. And I always encourage it to be open communication and they can text or call anytime for the most part and they know I'm there for them. Even in the delivery room, one girl uh, wanted me there um, just to hold her hand because she didn't have anybody else, and that's an incredible gift in itself.
0: Although we were running short of time, I did ask Joy about the fathers. Are some of them involved, or do most simply walk away from uh, the responsibility that they have for their actions?
1: For the most part, with the fathers, either – A lot of them don't want any part of it, so they've either wanted the girls to have an abortion, and if they don't, then they're like, okay, you know, I just don't want any of the responsibility. Or we have had a few fathers this year that were involved and were supportive of the process and a part of the process.
0: My wife, Terry and I have been involved in a a number of adoptions over the years. We have dear friends who adopted three children. And I just the kind of love they have for these children is amazing. In fact, one actually went, uh, went to heaven shortly after his birth. Uh, we have a real heart for this, and I would encourage you, if you are in need of some guidance and direction, uh, go to TexasChristianAdoptions.com, TexasChristianAdoptions.com. Now, if you contact them, keep in mind that they're simply going to be giving you information and then uh, if you want further help, they can guide you through the process. I asked Joy exactly how does, it, uh, how does this work out when someone contacts their office?
1: No commitment whatsoever by calling or looking up online. And you can even email. There's a, a place on the contact us where you can email for information just to find out. And if you leave your name, number, I can call you or message you, whatever you would prefer. And yes, there's no commitment whatsoever. There's no legal signing anything. And so that's what I know a lot of people fear that they're having to sign something up front that is legal and binding. And that's not until after you give birth. So we are here to educate and anything they would like to know, then, you know, you can find us online or give us a call and we're here to answer anything we possibly can.
0: Well, to begin that conversation, simply go to TexasChristianAdoptions.com. They're in Southlake, Texas. I appreciate Joy sharing her story. I asked her if she could just update us. Uh, she had a very open adoption, and not all this way. And so she actually has stayed in contact with uh, that baby girl that she brought into the world over 14 years ago.
1: We have a very open line of communication. Um, we actually... I have their numbers, they have mine. Um, and we see each other about once a year and she's met both of my sons and it's really neat to see them. We usually meet at their house and we met for her birthday not too long ago. And, um, They met my husband, and so we just kind of had, you know, a relaxed family meal last time, play games, and it's just a wonderful dynamic. It feels like you're going to an extended family's house, so it's been really a
0: blessing. Well, thank you, Joy White, for sharing uh, your testimony. It's challenged us, and uh, it's touched our hearts, to say the least. Let me uh, say this in the closing minute that we have Uh, We don't in any way want to make it out to be that uh, these things always work out beautifully and everything's great in the end. Sometimes these can be very difficult. Uh, You go into this trusting God totally and demonstrating the love of God uh, for this baby. And you do that from both sides, whether you're the birth mother or the adopting parents. So I uh, would challenge you to consider adoption if you're uh, a couple that are in a position to do so. And if someone you know or you yourself find yourself with an unplanned pregnancy, we want to encourage you to consider adoption. And I hope that today's program has helped you.